Today on Lyft, we're going to be asking the question, how do I talk to my child about God when I don't feel qualified? We've invited Rachel Cordham to talk with us about this topic. Rachel is our Director of Children's Ministries, and she has a marketing degree from Texas A&M and a doctorate from Disney University. She loves working with children, singing anything Disney, and watching Hallmark movies. Rachel and her husband, Todd, have two daughters and two cats. Rachel is passionate about planting seeds of faith in children that will last a lifetime. Rachel, I'm so glad that you're here with us today. I can't think of a better person to talk about this than a director of children's ministry. It's so wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me. So let me just start at the very beginning. When children have questions about faith, especially when we don't know the answer, how do we respond? Well, first, I'm going to tell you what not to do. All right. And what not to do is make up the answer. Mm. What's really important is that we start with, especially when we don't know the answer, is to say, I don't know. And then you go forward and say, let's find out together. You know why that's important? Because that's what my parents did for us. Oh, I love that. So I have seen in my life, especially once I went back to school and became a pastor, that people will bring their kids over or call me and ask me to answer these faith questions. Um, And I, you know, I push back because I think it's important to have those conversations at home. Um, But when I see them the most, when they're the most hesitant are twofold. So I'm going to give you two examples and I'd love to hear your advice. So one is the person who didn't grow up in church. And so literally they don't know the answers. The other one is the person who grew up in church and feels like they should have the answers. So let's start with this one where the family that didn't grow up in church, their kids have started coming and they don't even begin to know where to look. Where do you start? Well, I would start them with John 3.16 and look at for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that we could have eternal life. Okay. And so once we start with that, we can say, okay, well, well, who is God? Why did God give up his son for us? And what does that mean for me? And let's talk about the different stages of a kid, um, you yeah. know, development stages, preschooler. They're not going to know if you say, oh, God loved you. They're going to, well, let me back up. They're going to know that God loves them. They're going to know that uh, God created them and that we can talk about how Jesus wants to be their friend, you Mm -hmm. know, forever. But you're going to have to start with uh, taking it in baby steps uh, of, of, inciting wonder in them, using their senses, their five senses. How are, how are we going to talk about that? Are we going to talk about it through activities? Are we going to talk about it through a children's picture book Bible? Sometimes that's the easiest way to start is just starting right at creation. And look, look, God created the world and he did it in six days. You know, let's look at those pictures because then as you're learning with the kid, the parent is learning as well because you're reading it together and looking at those things together. In elementary kids, it's a little bit different because they're starting to ask the questions. They're discovering things. Okay, I want to stop you. Oh, yes. So what I see a lot 
is when kids start asking questions of faith, parents get really nervous. Oh, yes. It is very nerve wracking. Oh, my gosh. As a parent right now, my kids will come to me and ask me questions. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not qualified. I'm like, wait a minute. I am. Well, but is it okay for kids to question? Oh, most definitely, because it's in their discovery phase. How can we have them have authentic faith if they can't even discover or ask the questions for themselves? You know, um, here at our church in confirmation, that's a lot of what we ask of them as we ask them to question everything, you know, question, why do we do things a certain way? Why do we say this? Why do we do that? Why do we have this particular tradition? But we want them to question it because because they need to know the answers and we need to be able to give it to them as those leaders. Right. Right. Okay. So as children growing up in faith and they ask those hard and deep questions, we just established that that can be a very normal aspect. Yes. Um, where are safe places for you to go to explore together? I mean, because honestly, right now, my kids are in the middle school, high school phases. Their questions, I've been to seminary and they kind of shut me down sometimes <laughs> of I don't know exactly how to respond to this. So where are safe places where families can explore together? Well, the first thing you need to do is be able to go to their leaders at church. So like, let's say that they have a small group um, and they can go to their small group leader to talk about it, or they can go to their directors or even the pastors. Um, you've got to start there and then you can start to look for the answers um, by yourself and you'll be able to find them. Their answers are in there and they're in the Bible, but don't be afraid if you don't come up with the right answer, because sometimes you just have to think on it and pray about it and have faith that the answer will come. But this is part of the whole discovery process of us coming to our authentic selves. I'm constantly learning. I'm older. I I am not an elementary schooler or a high schooler, and I am still learning more about my faith yeah. every single day. So it's a journey. It's not a race. It's not a marathon. It's a journey. So um, at the end of the summer, this past year, we had a camp impact for our um, middle school and high school students. And I I noticed that I had an opportunity where I spent an hour with middle schoolers where they it's called Stump the Pastor. And they had the opportunity to ask me questions. Yes. And woo. Wow. First of all. Second of all, though, I noticed that their questions were a lot. I mean, the same kind of questions adults mm -hmm. ask. Mm -hmm. And it just reminded me that we do continue to ask questions in our faith life. Yes. Yeah. And don't don't be afraid. And again, like I said earlier, don't make up the answer. Yeah. Say, I don't know. And let's find it out together. And then that's when you come to your pastor. Uh, you know, they love getting emails. Oh, it's it's the best conversation <laughs> ever. Um, OK, so we live in communities that have many different faith communities. The question comes and I've had it asked in my house and my lots. Why blank? Um, why do we think our God's the only God? Why Jesus? How do we respond while also being respectful to other people? I know I've actually gotten that question from my youngest as well, because in her class, there were several of other faith denominations. And so she was just like, she was like, well, we believe in Jesus and, and they might believe in Jesus too, but he, it's different for them. And I'm like, yeah, but we need to be respectful of everyone. And when they ask questions about Jesus, how you know him, you can tell them and, and you can be as honest as you want, but our, our young ones, they know so much and they're just willing to share and they are so accepting of others mm -hmm. around them. It's almost like we should take 
the cues from how they act towards one another and how accepting they are, because really we find out that they are more accepting. That's for yeah. sure. What did Jesus say? Let the children come to me. <laughs> yep. Do not hinder them. Yes. And it's true. Sometimes I think when they do ask us hard questions, we feel like we need to have all the right answers and we need to be prepared to do X, Y, and Z. And answer them right in that moment. Right. And and while they want an answer right then, your best answer can be, I don't know, but let's find it out together. And then that could be a great journey. Absolutely. I mean, to do that together, I have a friend that didn't grow up in the church and she's actually started working at a local preschool and she keeps telling me how much she loves going to chapel because yep. she's learning all she's these learning stories. So much. Yeah. We actually find that from some of our volunteers where they, they think, you know, they feel like, oh, they're getting church just helping out because they hear all the different Bible stories yeah. as well. So, yeah. yeah, I love that. So, okay. As a children's director, what question do you get most? I'm going to ask first from children. What of faith? Oh, that's a great question because I get uh, when when are we going to do this? When are we going to do this particular Bible story? Right, that's right. the thing that they want to know. Ooh, what's it, their favorite Bible story? Oh gosh, it's always either Daniel in the lion's den or <laughs> David and Goliath. You know, because they want to see how Action. we're going to they're going to they want to see how we're going to act it out or yeah. or what silly thing we're going to do or activity. Um, yeah, so their questions. Um, you know, they just, the thing that gets me about kids is just that look in their eye when they want to tell you about what they've learned mm -hmm. and about what they're thinking, you know, about God. And they're just like, oh, I love God so much. They'll say, I love my dog. I love my mom. I love God. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's God, great. dogs, and mom all yeah. on equal playing fields yes, there. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Exactly. What about parents? What kind of questions do you get from parents most often? They want a study guide. Mm. They want real information. They want it all on paper. And how can I do this? What kind of Bible study can I do with my kid? Right. And 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 I turn them back to, okay, well, let's start with, you know, God. And God gave a son for us, and that's Jesus. And how can we be like Jesus? How can we be Christianish? You know, and mm -hmm. then going back from there and, and going forward. And I also challenge them to make sure that they're here every Sunday or somewhere. Right. You know, at church every Sunday, right. because that helps them. Right. It, it gives them another place to ask questions, yeah. both as adults. Yes. And as children. Yes. Yes. And I truly believe that as parents, we also need help with other adults in their lives, not just as parents. You know, it's almost like we need at least five other people to help them, you know, grow and, and kind of give them touch points of uh, of another, um, not necessarily another perspective, but just another person to tell them. Sometimes when I talk to my girls about things, well, I don't believe you because you're my mom. Oh, yeah. But if one of the trusted adults that we have in, in our circle tells them, then it's gold. Okay. So because we live and grow up in a Methodist faith where um, we do have um, a perspective that could be very different. We have a big scope in sequence when it comes to conservative and liberal and all those words that scare us all to death. How do you balance um, the different perspectives that kids could be hearing um, outside of your home or maybe outside of your church walls? Well, I go back to what Jesus said. And that's that he he walked the walk and he talked the talk. And if we can strive to be that, then we're going to be OK, because we're going to be just like him. 
So if we can, if we can do that, if we can become disciples of Christ, then we're looking good and all that other stuff. That's okay. It's okay. So when somebody, when a kid asks, how do I know God's real? Where would you start? Well, I'd start back and I'd say, okay, (laughs) well, God gave a son and we know it based on faith. And let's talk about your faith and let's talk about how we're going to uh, discover that through our Bible stories. And how are you going to challenge it by asking me different questions or asking your parents or those trusted adults? And then how are you going to find it out for yourself? How are you going to have that authentic faith for yourself? How have you seen um, children be able to develop their faith? Because I know, like, for example, it's my understanding that elementary age children are very concrete in their thinking and faith is very abstract. Yes. So how do we help develop their faith for where they are? Yes. Well, it's so hard because how do you talk to somebody about the Holy Spirit? How do you say, Hey, you know what? It's the, uh, the Trinity, three persons in one. (laughs) How do you even explain it? Well, let me tell you, it is actually easier to explain to children, um, about the Trinity than it is an adult, because uh, like you're saying, you know, like they want the concrete examples. And so, um, how we explain it is a little bit different. Like with preschoolers, um, I talk about how, um, God created us and, um, and that, uh, that Jesus is his son and he died on the cross for us. And then I talk about the Holy Spirit and I use a bell and the bell is the reason for the chime, because when you ring a bell, you hear it and you're like, Oh, it's something that I hear. Um, and then as they grow older, we use candles, but, uh, to, to talk about this, but it's just amazing. Just the preschoolers, how they grasp it. I actually started this about three years ago and it's amazing to see the transformation because now the kids that I started with are in first grade wow. and to see them, you know, grasp the concept so easily when we talk about things, it's absolutely amazing. Well, I think we see that again and again and again in scripture that, um, the faith of a child is one that we need to aspire to have. Yes. And, Questions are good. Absolutely. But the faith of a child is one that just leans into that love of God without questioning it, Mm -hmm. without damaging it yet. So we've talked a lot about children. Let's talk a little bit more teenager. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're really establishing our own faith. We're taking it from the faith of a parent to their own. And I think I just want to reiterate again the importance and the safety that comes when kids question their faith. Yes. They should be able to question their faith. They should be able to say, why do I have to go to uh, go to church every Sunday? Why do I have to be a part of youth group? Why do I have to go to this, the student ministry thing? Well, they don't have to go, but it's, but we want to encourage them to go because it's there that they're among their peers. They're in a safe place where they can, they can question. And then when they have those problems, because when we were, we plant the seeds when they're young, we plant, 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 we're still planting, we're still planting. Mm-hmm. At some point, they're going to turn away. Right. We don't want them to turn away. And maybe they won't turn away. But if they do, they can rely on the memories that they had. They can have the remember when moments. Right. Remember when I was on that Camp Impact trip? Mm-hmm. When I knew God was real because I felt the Holy Spirit when we sang that song, you know, or I heard that message by the student director or something, you know, something to that effect. Um, but that's that's what that's what we want to do. And that's where the safe the safety 
comes in of asking those questions. Right. Because they're going to say, the leaders are going to say, well, I don't know, but I'm going to find out for you. And then they're going to go to the teaching pastor and then right, ask the question. Right, right, right. <laughs> so the, the constant questioning, I think that was a gift given to me from somebody because I didn't feel like questioning God was okay. Oh, yes. You know, it, yeah. it, it kind of made me afraid to question God. And I think if we can continue to tell parents and students and youth and young adults, man, adults. Yes. That questioning your faith makes it more valuable, mm-hmm. makes you more vulnerable, makes it more real. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you think middle schoolers, high schoolers could develop their faith? Is it in a different way than the elementary child? Well, with middle schoolers, they're still in that discovery phase. They're trying to figure out how they fit into the world. Um, they're in a new place. They're in a new... Um, oh, middle school. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's all you have to say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just such a different... It's just such a different time. And then... Um, we do it here at our church. We do a transition where we have confirmation between their eighth grade and ninth grade year, which is such a blessing because it's going right into that transition where they have this built in group that they've already been with for about six months. Right. And so when they go into high school, they still have that built in group in their confirmation class so that they can, you know, because it's going to be different. They're going from a small school to a Big school, school. Yes. where there's people older than them that can drive and do all <laughs> these amazing things. And there's right. AP classes and it just it's just this whole bigger thing. And they're like, wait a minute, where is God in all this? Yeah. Where where is he? Because right now all I feel is stress. stress. How do you journal to develop faith? Ah, is that a way? Yes, it totally is a way. And don't think of journaling as um, like the old school, like we used to have a diary type of thing. Okay. Journaling can be on a piece of paper and it can be something that we have in a folder. Journaling can be a picture. Journaling can be a circle. It could be anything. Um, even with our littlest preschoolers, we start journaling um, after we've had a Bible story. They'll get out their books or paper and they'll journal about what what they have done. We actually did a thing where um, we did a walk with Jesus from Lent to Pentecost. And each week uh, we had a uh, colored heart for them to, to, um, to write on. Uh-huh. And so we either asked them for prayers or we asked them to um, journal what they, what they felt from, from the stuff that we talked about. And so it was amazing to see the stuff come out, the drawings that came out and what they were saying, what they were reflecting on. So truly journaling doesn't have to be just in a book. It can just be pieces of paper. It could be shapes. And it sounds like it really helps them process what they're thinking. Yes. 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 And then as, as leaders um, in the church, we can see that and then we can help then develop and then talk to them about, oh, I see that you've drawn this. Let's talk a little bit more. What is going on in this picture? Okay. So should journaling be private or public? I think it's up to the, um, into, of, to the individual. You know, when we're in our preschool and elementary stage, we want to bring everything home and say, mom, look what I did. But then as we get to middle school and high school, it becomes more internal. Um, Some people do have journals that go back and forth, like from a mom to a, uh, to a daughter. You know, we used to do that when I went back to school, Mm -hmm. we would journal when I would be out late at night, I'd leave a note and they'd leave a note back. It was just a way to connect. Oh, wait a second. So I connected with my kid with journaling. Mm -hmm. That is a way to connect with God. Totally. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah, that makes sense. If a new parent, student, or child was sitting in front of you today, what would you tell them about this topic? Well, if a parent was in front of me today, I'd tell them what I tell any any new parent that comes in and just be like, I, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited that you asked this question and that we can go on this journey together. And then I'd go into, you know, I hope to see you every Sunday. Um, and if you're not here, what can we do? But just let me walk with you. And them just asking the question is, is a huge, is a huge thing. It's always a win. Yeah, it's definitely. always a win. You can find more information about our podcast on our website, standrewumc.org Family Lift Podcast. When you visit our website, you can subscribe to the show. You can also subscribe on iTunes so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We would always like to thank the creative team for all that they do to make us sound intelligent. We love getting your questions and feedback. Have a great day.